Come chat with Libby, Molly, and Samantha, the ladies of Consignment Chats, as we build a resourceful community of collaborative resellers. Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome to episode 114 of Consignment Chats. We are back to revisiting an older episode, and today we are doing a redo on the top five challenges of consignment. Are you ladies ready? Yes. Yeah, because I got to tell you, when I went back and watched, which we painfully do, um, I did come up with one that I'm not so sure is is quite the same or worthy. So yeah, we'll get there when we get there. But we're going to start from number five, like we did before, and talk about I'll tell you what the first one, what number five was. Well, before we do that, I want to say, as I listened to the episode, I was so blown away by how far we have come up to this point and how these things have changed and how our businesses have changed uh, to conquer and take care of some of those problems a little bit better. So super excited. Yeah. Word. (laughs) All right. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. All right. So we're going to start today with number five, which was payouts. And I'm going to ask you first, do we still feel this is a number five challenge of consignment? It's not for me. I can tell you hundred percent payouts are nothing for me. Yep. And we will link up the, uh, the video because of the software we use. They have an incredible uh, payout structure and uh, with consign cloud that you use. I don't use, I'm still doing the same uh, payout method because it works. It's super easy. It takes me five minutes a week uh, to do my, to process my pending payouts. And I, I like what I'm doing right now, but I could see how and why it's a challenge and people don't want to do consignments because of the payouts. Definitely. Uh, stumbling block, but it absolutely does not need to be. Yeah. So you can track it and I, link up the video as well. Yes. I think this video is more appropriately titled the fears, the potential fears of consignment, oh. because it's, it's not that any of these are truly challenges. There's always a way to overcome a challenge. There's always a way to adapt and change. But a lot of people hold themselves back or don't do consignment because they're scared of these things. They think and they build it up that these are going to be challenges mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then it holds them back. Wow. Perfectly said. Dang, girl. Deep thoughts. <laughs> My <Samantha> speaks. <laughs> are you scared? You don't need to be. Right. You don't need to be scared. Consignment. What I always said, there's no crying in consignment, although we have found sometimes there is, but... not anymore. So payouts. And I always think too, that person that first is starting, it is a little more time consuming when you don't have um, a platform that you're using to help with payouts. I think when Mm -hmm. people first start and they can't afford that platform, obviously doing spreadsheets and such like that can be a little bit more time consuming and maybe considered a little more of a challenge. So Mm -hmm. I'm actually writing in my notebook now, five, four, three, two, one, because we've decided number five really isn't. I'm wondering if we'll even come up with a top five by the end of this. All right. Well, I have something to add to this. So since we recorded the first episode on this reasons to be scared of consignment, I implemented profit first. And what that means is every week I transfer money into the consignment account like before it was all 
one account. So I'd have to like go through and kind of manually say, all right, well, you know, I need $10,000 for consignor payout or whatever the number is for consignor mm-hmm. payouts. And I need to make sure that's reserved. And now I have a separate account. It comes out of that account. There's never any doubt, any manual calculation that I have the money set aside for. Cause I mean, it was always there. It just wasn't like I could look and see it at a second, right? At a second service, but definitely taking that and putting it into a separate account every week is just, it's very liberating, very freeing. And it's always completely separate. And I don't have to think, oh, I have all this money in my bank account. Oh, wait, no, take away 10,000 or whatever. <laughs> and then you do your pay, you do your payouts and it's wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it, or well, you're waiting for somebody to cash a check and, you know, the reconciliation, but having that separate account is just, if you haven't checked out profit first, oh my gosh, it has made my life so much more stress-free. And well, that's what I'll say. I mean, even the stress, like you're saying of, of waiting for checks to deposit, but even the right. stress of, um, just knowing that that is covered every month, no matter what happens, yeah. that money's there. Because in my mind, especially when you're not a brick and mortar and you're working out of your home, the absolute most, most important thing you need to do is pay out your consigners. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I got that covered. Yep. <laughs> I do, I do. And hey. for those of you, those of you that are resellers and thinking about maybe doing a little consignment on the side or, or adding that to your business, I would definitely recommend opening that second bank account. Uh, consider it your cost of goods sold. That's what we do in the consignment business. So you can just have a cost of goods sold account and there you go. All right. I love it. I like it. All right. Well, I got to tell you number four, and I'm not sure, like, I think this was the one that I was like, you know, this really doesn't fit here anymore. It was contract terms and it doesn't fit here anymore, people, because we have a contract for you to use. Mm-hmm. I so, mean, on a plan. So I want to say this is the reason that I found you guys was because oh. I... I hadn't redone my contract in years and I had got something off some website, some legality thing that I had somewhat adapted, but it was still, I hated reading it. It was confusing. I didn't like presenting it to people. Mm -hmm. Um, So I actually found you guys however long ago because I was looking to revamp my contract and, and make it fit more and be more of an agreement rather than a contract. And so thank you for helping me with that mind shift. And yeah, contracts or agreements are like an ever-changing thing. It's just something that our our businesses change and adapt. And sometimes those terms have to as well, depending on taking in limits or consignment days that you keep stuff on and stuff like that. So I think it's always relevant because it's an ever-changing document. We just make it really easy. And I can say we now because you guys helped me. <laughs> you are we. <laughs> and now we make it easy for everybody else because we have been there and we've had to adapt and upgrade ours. Yeah. So and I want to take Ashley a- from A and B said, I'm sorry, Molly, go ahead. I said, I want to take a big red pin and just slash that one off the top five list. Yeah, too. definitely. And Peace if you do it right, uh, like Ashley from A and B consignment says, like, be proud and tell everyone what you do. That 
consigner agreement can be a vehicle for you if it's written in simple layman's terms, a way for you to do that when you're telling your contract. People love to know what you do. Mm-hmm. They just love it. And they love to be able to tell their friends. So uh, think of your agreement more like that rather than a you know, legal document that somebody is signing. I mean, that, that has its place in everything, but um, but think of it in those terms and keep it friendly and and simple. I like it. Yeah, I took I took a cue from Dana Crawford and Power Selling Mom, right? That yep. her thing. Mm-hmm. And um she has hers on her website and I moved mine over to my website and yeah, I show that baby off. People got questions. It's more of like a fact page. I just send them to that read everything, let me know that you read it and you agree and we'll keep going. And I don't have them sign anything anymore. And I don't, I don't feel weird showing them my terms. They can just, it's all right there. Answer all your questions. (laughs) Well, and that makes me think too. I know Sarah Marshall has been four corners has been trying to get everybody that is in her group to go paperless, which is another thing why I love this agreement that we have online that we can just send through email or text or whatever, because you know, part part of the reason I think most of us are in this is for the environmental aspect of reselling. And so if you take paper out of the mix, you're yet taking another step in that direction. So I love it. I love it. The other thing I was thinking about, Libby, when you were talking about contracts and having your ducks in a row with that when somebody talks to you and being proud of what you do, um, I also can't drive this home enough if you're new and looking to get into this get your practice in the mirror practice with your mother your husband your kids nothing makes people want to work with you more than just pure confidence when you tell them what you do if you're stammering over well I I don't know well maybe I know if you know what you're going to accept and you stand firm with that it has them give a whole nother level of respect for you. And then they're like, oh, this lady or man, whoever knows what they're doing. They're so confident what they're doing. I want to work with them. Yep. Yes, definitely. Well said. All right. Are we ready for number three? Yes. This one is still on the list for me, for sure, which is why my background is blurred right now. Managing inventory. Oh, snap. Oh, I have mine a little bit more undercover, like taken care of. I've developed quite a routine, but it is another thing that I struggle with like week to week. Uh, There is a money mountain in my living room right now. Wait a minute, what? What? (laughs) Huh? And it was going away. And then my appointment started this week and it just keeps adding to it. So I, I still struggle with this on the weekly and on the monthly basis. Uh, my house is not where it was last month and it better be a heck of a lot better next month. So we're still, we're still working on that. So I have pretty much my inventory, uh, it's organized to me. How, how do we, how do we (laughs) say that? So when you're dealing and you have a much different setup with your business than I do with mine, because I, I keep my items, right? You auction yours off at the end of six months and you get rid yeah. of any old items. I keep the older items and and sell them and use them for charity stuff and things like that. But so, so my challenge is a little, so I'm dealing with at this point, 10,000 items. So 
managing that everything is arranged pretty much the way it was when we did the initial video on inventory management. Yeah, but it definitely pays even if you are just starting to have a system in place and remember that you are dealing when you are doing consignment, you are dealing with other people's items. So, you know, you have to take that extra level of, of care and precaution because they, they're not yours. Yes. And that adds a little bit extra of fear to me when there's a pile in my living room and nobody in my house is allowed to touch that pile because I know that the bottom two boxes are so-and-so's and the two on top are the other person's and nobody can touch it until I go through it and bring it up here. And that's why we can't have this system. That's why I need to keep up on it and keep doing that. So, yeah. All right. So... I'm going to throw something out here, right here on the recording, so it's pending. I am a cluster bleep at my house, and I'm about to be done with all the remodeling, and I'm thinking I need to fly you two out here, Sure. and we'll have, like, we'll film it, and we'll do a getting it all together. I, I would love that, but flight prices would not to do that. <laughs> I said I, I will fly you out. <laughs> I will motivate you from afar, definitely, because you can do it. You can you can get that system. You're gonna have that beautiful downstairs all finished and up to date, and it's gonna stay that way. So you want to make sure that you have the nice smooth life that you have downstairs. You're gonna transition that upstairs as well, and, and it's the all garage. gonna work. In the, in the garage, in the storage in the shed, and the <laughs> and uh, the the car trunk. I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So but I do physical think... management of the inventory, right? Managing your inventory, but then there's also the uh, barcoding that sort of part of your inventory. I use yeah. barcodes. Um, last time we recorded, I was using a different software system, Simple Consign. I've since switched to Consign Cloud. They are both. They're great. They're great software for inventory management and assigning barcodes and, you know, keeping track of your consigners and doing an inventory port or like a consigner portal and keeping your consigners informed. Um, I just want to say that we have uh, we both we all use consign cloud now. Yep. Uh, we switched uh, because it had more of a online, let's say like it was more online friendly for online consignment. Um, but nothing absolutely nothing bad to say about simple consign i use them for many years they are phenomenal uh phenomenal program so yeah yeah Whew. managing inventory okay <laughs> i think i'm just gonna say what libby says for accounting and what i repeat in my head quite a bit when i'm messing with spreadsheets and stuff do what makes sense for you what made sense for me for a while was notebooks and then it was Excel sheets and then it was consign cloud. And even in consign cloud, they have updated and changed. And I have to change the way that I enter things in because I have to do what makes sense for me. If you guys were to watch the way I enter them in, you'd probably be like, what the heck are you doing? That's not how we do it, but it makes sense for me. I've tried other ways. I don't, I don't like it. So well, Molly and I do it very differently uh, under the same I, company. We have very different process. So. That's why I love when we have these conversations with the three of us, because, you know, we've talked many times about that comparison thing and you can get sucked into that. And I love when there's three of us to go off because we're here telling you we all do something very different and we all are very successful in what we do. So don't feel like I got to do what he does or she does or they do. 
do as Samantha said, do what feels right for you because Mm -hmm. that's the right thing to do. So scavenger life, many, I listened to scavenger life and you guys know, yeah, I know I missed that podcast. They were really the OGs of reselling, um, podcasts, but they always said, and I, I love this, like they would have accounting professionals on and they would say, you know, really what makes sense is track what is important to you. Like, don't feel like because somebody is tracking the fees and, you know, how much they spend on promoted listings and this and that. No, all you need to track is what makes sense to you. Yeah. So, yeah, right. I love I that. I hope that's making some listeners go, oh, thank you. <laughs> I also have one more thing for inventory management. So Ooh. another perspective and something right. that I feel makes me feel like I like got it covered and is a challenge is making sure my inventory not only makes sense to me and I can keep everything straight, but makes sense to someone else. If I go on vacation, can my mom come over and pull my orders or do I have to completely Mm. shut everything down and put on vacation mode? Because if I feel super comfortable and I'm like, have everything together and everything's organized the way that makes sense, then somebody else can come in and do it with minimal like coaching. That is when I know that I feel the best. I love that addition. Yeah. To just have your process laid out. And I am not there because my setup now doesn't allow that to happen. And I haven't had any uh, assistance. So I do have to use vacation mode. However, when I move uh, over the summer, it is going to be, I'm going to be following suit with what you just said and making sure that since I will have um, family and friends nearby, they will be able to come over and do that. And I'm going to set my inventory up in a way that they can do it and do it very easily. So I'm excited to follow your lead on that one, Samantha. And bless our mamas for helping us out. Honestly, (laughs) right? So I'm going to put the third part of this in there, the third aspect of this. Um, My husband, Nick, knows where everything is more so than I do. It's true. (laughs) So I I tend to go a lot without him. It's very, you know, we have a couple of vacations we'll do together, but I do a lot more without him. So it's wonderful when I do that, um, that he just does it. I mean, we have a system of what I do when I'm away, what I send to him, how he processes it. Gets I email the labels, he prints them, boom, 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 it's done. Um, And it really, I'm glad you brought that up, Samantha, because that is something a lot of people don't think about when you're starting out. And that's something that allows you to do it all the time. Yeah. I had an opportunity to go on a last minute trip, like the night before I didn't have time to put my stores on vacation mode. I would have needed somebody to come and take care of my orders. And I couldn't because I wasn't organized enough that week to do that. So that was an eye opener. Lesson learned. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Wow. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, y'all. Number two. I think we all feel this. This can't, I don't think it'll ever come off either. Keeping up. Yep. Keeping living up. room feels it. Keeping yeah. up with everything. I mean, there's <laughs> so much to keep up with in this business. There's so, so much. I remember thinking when I first started this out of the home, it took Nick a little while to realize I'm not just sitting around eating bonbons and watching soap operas, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. There's so many cogs to the wheel of reselling. So yeah, let's talk about that. 
especially with consignment, I think once that ball starts rolling and we've talked about this, that snowball becomes an avalanche very quickly. People want to use your service and yeah, it just, it's hard to keep up, which is why saying no and setting boundaries is just, yeah, it will serve you very, very well as you get going, be able to say no, be able to use that agreement, that consigner and say, oh, you know what? This doesn't really sound like it fits your needs. Right. right. Yeah. The ability to say no and set boundaries is, is very important. Yeah, definitely. Really- and I'm a, I'm a big preacher of don't take, don't, don't take so much that it overwhelms you. I, I have to set a limit on how many things people are allowed to drop off and how often they're allowed to do that. And you need to know yourself and know your process in order to make sure that you're staying within those types of boundaries as well. Because otherwise I would say yes to the coolest estate with the coolest stuff. And then I would never touch any of it because I was too overwhelmed. Yeah, I'm not as good with that. I will take an entire estate. I will take an entire estate and, but I'll manage it. I'll be a little overwhelmed with inventory. Like right now, I think I've mentioned, I have a pallet of shoes in my dining room and I'm okay with that. Like my mom will come down and work with me once a week. And she was like, I I don't know how you, like, I don't know how you did, like, why did you do that? I'm like, there's literally (laughs) thousands of dollars sitting there in my money mountain I'd be crazy to leave the money on the table and say no like I I just I could can't fathom that so I have like a little let's say looser of boundaries but I mean not everybody not everybody would be able to drop off a pallet of shoes right there were certain limitations like they were new they were um, able to be dropped off all at once. They came right to my door. You know, there were, there were definitely parameters around that, but I will take in large volumes of stuff at one time. Yeah. And I, again, I go back to knowing your parameters, the way Samantha was just stating that I was feeling this confidence in you by saying that. And that's what I'm saying. Even if you're only taking 20 items or 15 items or whatever, if you're stating it with confidence and with this is what I do, this is what I can do, you know, people, it might be a shock at first, but in the end, they will respect you so much more for setting some kind of boundaries, you know, like Libby's not going to take a bunch of mismatched used shoes, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you got to set your boundaries. So keeping otherwise. Up- Otherwise, you're going to lose the respect because you didn't keep up with it. You didn't follow through. And then that is going to shift focus to a place you don't want it to. True. Yeah, like, for instance, with me, if, if a new, if a consigner or even one I've had for a while comes to me and I say, you know, you just had to be very upfront with what that is. Like, I'm not going to get to your items for eight weeks. I process everything in the order in which it's received. Um, nope. You know, if that's a little too long for you to wait, I totally understand um, and just by saying that up front, and I would say 99% of people are like, oh yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the one, the 1%. Not fine. the right fit. No, we're not, not for everyone. I'm so sorry. Yeah. We're not for everyone. There's somebody yeah. out there that will be for you if I'm not. Yep. <laughs> I agree. So the other part, when I think about keeping up now, I, I also, it made me think about the way we talk about keeping up with the Joneses, which we just mentioned earlier. I think that is another thing that um, we in the world we're in can get wrapped up in because we've talked about this on some Get Real episodes. 
um, <clears throat> with social media, because with our businesses, at least the three of us choose to use social media. Not every business uses it, and there are very successful um, consignment and reselling businesses that don't use social media and are doing great. Um, but a lot of us choose to use it, and you can get sucked into that kind of keeping up, too. Don't yes. do it. Don't do it. Yeah, you you be you. It. You be you. You do you. Yes. Think about what your mission is and if social media fits into that mission. If it doesn't, I always say there's so much pressure like on social media to be part of social media and show the big package stacks and blah, 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 blah. You don't need to do any of that. I'm a absolutely firm believer in you can be an uber successful consignment seller, reseller, and never touch social media. Those people are out yes. there. You just don't see them because they're not on social media. So. Right. Yeah. But they are there. <laughs> That's um, so. <laughs> are you ready for what was our number one? consigners and again I don't know that I feel like this is an issue anymore because we have grown so much since we first did this and and helped give each other the confidence in having an agreement having a mission statement knowing who your ideal consignment type consigner is if you do an ideal customer and an ideal consigner yeah again I feel like if you do it the right way, it's not a problem. Yeah. 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 Having those boundaries, having your, if you, if all the other challenges, if you've come over all those other challenges of having your contract terms, having your processes, having your, and being confident in all of that, then this isn't an issue at all. I, I would say a year and a half ago when I first found you guys and I was still working full time and this was my side hustle and all that. I would say, oh yeah, that was rough for me. I was still having very rough conversations. I was still taking them to heart. I was, I was avoiding them and then getting myself into weird situations because I wouldn't have the hard ones. And so that was a huge struggle when this original episode came out, I related to that. And now, nope, I feel super confident and that comes out in everything that I do. Yeah, totally, totally. I'm happy to hear that. I have to say, I still struggle with occasionally that problem consigner rears their head and I have to fire them. Uh, I love, that's one of my favorite things from working with Libby for 10 plus years is when she (laughs) fires a consigner. I just think it is the most brilliant thing that most people don't think about. You can fire a consigner. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like we're sitting here talking about, it's really not a problem for us anymore. That doesn't mean they don't walk in the door. That doesn't mean they don't call us and email us. And we don't get aggravating, funny stories where we're texting each other. OMG, crazy woman at the door, you know, (laughs) or hop in the consignment chats community on Facebook and just let it out. You know, I'm dealing with this problem. You'll get some ideas on how to sidestep it. And you'll know you're not alone with that because it can be very frustrating and it can be kind of, you know, you start to internalize that and feel bad when somebody is, you know, a little bit insulting or degrading. Uh Um, Yeah. Don't internalize it. Hop in the community, see what people think. I'm sure you'll get a bunch of funny stories. Uh, Uh, That's what I was going to say. Don't internalize it. Remember that three years down the road, there are going to be stories that you're going to tell and we're going to be spitting our coffee out. It's going to be so funny, right? So (laughs) don't let that, don't let it take you over. Just don't, just don't. It's, 
And the reason I always say you can fire a consigner was because of a Tony Robbins thing I heard years ago about firing a customer, because you Uh. have to think that, you know, all right, so they're a problem to you. They're taking up a lot of your time. You're just not happy with it. But the other part of that is they are downgrading every other customer you have that you're spending time on. They're taking time away from that. They're devaluing your service and they're devaluing what you do for everyone else. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to do it. It's if you can't do it for yourself and your business, think about your other customers that are so awesome that it is taking away from. And sadly, I think that addition you just added right there is what will get people to do it because as we know, it's easier for us to sacrifice ourselves for sacrifice ourselves for others than it is to think of putting ourselves first. So yes. and it's hard because as Libby said in our first your first episode of doing this, it's a it's a service industry. Your customers, you have consigner as your customers, you also have the customers that buy stuff. So not only are you trying to please one set? You're trying to please two different sets of customers. So you do have a lot on your shoulders as far as making sure that they're happy and making sure that they are taken care of and all their needs. But you have to remember your needs and make sure that that relationship is working both ways because yeah, it's just going to trickle down into everything else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Y'all, we just went through all five and I am feeling really good. You're not feeling like you should be scared of consignment anymore? No, I'm feeling really good. And I'm going back to what you said in the beginning, how much we've grown. I mean, just going through these is like, wow, we really have. Yeah. Like I look at us. I really want to say that, um, you know, consignment isn't for everyone. Mm -hmm. But if you are a reseller, take a couple of these steps, consider these things and be ready. Because when that pallet of shoes wants to show up at your doorstep, are you going to say yes? Or are you going to say no? Well, let me go get my agreement off of my file <laughs> on my computer and see what I said in my agreement. It's <laughs> linking up in the show notes for you. So you can make your own off of it. Yes, right? yeah, be ready. Carry that around in your reseller toolbox. I love that. I'm going to make a reseller toolbox. Oh, can you? Well, I kind of did. And um, we have them store, available. In our C-Chat store, I made the uh, fanny pack. Oh, really yeah. Called. What are they calling them it. now? They're not fanny packs anymore. Belt bag? Belt bag? Belt bag. It's a fanny pack. That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't go in your fanny. Right. Tummy pack. Yeah, that doesn't sound that's worse. (laughs) I don't want any of that. (laughs) Those are now available in our C Chats merch if you actually want a toolbox to carry things around in. Yes, (laughs) it's so fun. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I I just want to add in since we're wrapping up that uh, we are going to, as we stated previously for 2023, we're going to do a month end recap that is going to be live on YouTube, where we are going to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, what our months look like, what we sold, what kind of boo-boos we made. (laughs) Uh, Any funny things, any good things. So that'll be an every month thing we're starting. So yep. if you missed the first one, we're now going to be doing it every month. Yes. Yeah. 
All right. So listen, y'all, I know you had fun with us. So make sure before you leave, if you haven't already, you like this video, you follow us, subscribe, ding that little bell so you get notified. Since we are going live every month, for sure, you don't want to miss it. You'll get that little notification. And please give us a review on Apple Podcasts. We we love a review. Love her. We do. We love her. <laughs> We're not begging, but please. Come on, man. (laughs) We don't ask for much. We know you're asking for you. Unless it's five stars. Then don't worry about it. (laughs) Keep that to yourself then. Yeah. (laughs) If you're not in our community, we are doing fun things like Listapaloozas. We have one in March. We are doing collaborations for brick and mortar stores. We are doing so many things that come to so many different types of resellers. So make sure that you're also looking at us on Facebook and joining that community if that's a part that you want to be involved in. Yes. So check those links. Libby's going to be busy linking all the links up. Make sure you I better get started. Make sure you take a peek at them. And ladies, until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for joining Libby, Molly, and Samantha, the ladies of Consignment Chats, as we build a resourceful community of collaborative resellers. Find all the ways to connect with us on consignmentchats.com. Episodes are available on YouTube and anywhere you get your podcasts. In addition, join our free private Facebook community.